What's up, daddies? Just a reminder that all those great Father's Day gifts are still 20% off on Power Moves with MikeBurns.com, including the new hats, the shirts, the mugs, the metal tumblers, and the granddaddy of them all, the Captain Carl's Pizza Ship 22-ounce beer sign. Oh, it is so, so baller. Just make sure you get your orders in two weeks before Father's Day for delivery. Also, thank you so much for those five-star reviews on iTunes. Let's get that to a 1,000. You guys are the only ones that can help me with that. So please, and again, I thank you for that effort, sincerely. Today on the program, we got a student who eats free KFC for a year by pretending to be an executive We got a mom who cuts her son's throat for being disrespectful. We got a fantastic liquor store break-in. And the cherry on top, a guy who shot himself in the balls with drugs hidden up his ass. Plus, we've got a very special guest. Live from Los Angeles, woo, California. You're lifting the power move, daddy. Yo, what's up? This is Trill OG Bum B, repping UGK for life. I want to talk to you about my homie Rich O'Toole and that Texas country music he makes. You heard of Texas country music, right? It's that country rock genre down here in H-Town that we represent. Kind of like how we represent that H-Town rap music scene, you know what I'm saying? But it's a little different. See, Texas music in general is an art form that showcases all the great talent that we got right here from the Lone Star State. Rock music, rap music, country music, EDM, all of that stuff, man. We got it right here, and all of it represents the heart and soul of Texas music, baby. Matter of fact, why don't you stay tuned, because we're going to play you some of that Texas country music, courtesy of Rich O'Toole, baby. Keep it trill. Long live Texas music. It's going down. You got it from here, Rich. Yeah, we're making power moves. Rocking a Detroit groove. To some American dudes out making power moves Straight out of Grand Block, Michigan Rocking a cold one in each hand My buddy Dave and I are Americans Just making power moves Ripping heaters and chugging paps Now you lied with no class Blowing shit up and chasing ass Yeah, we're making power moves Yeah, we're making power moves Right to a Detroit groove It's all American dudes out making power moves. And we're back. Joining me, the man you just heard, the man that gets the power moves party started each and every week, Mr. Rich O'Toole. Rich, what's up, man? What's up? Yeah. Big fan. Big fan of the show. We finally did it. Big, finally did it, man. I love it. Where'd you grow up, Rich? At Texas, Houston. Love it. H-Town, baby. Just want to fill in all the... You know, a lot of people maybe not... They hear yeah, you. They, they don't hear, know about it. They yeah. hear you every week. Uh, that's such an honor. I've, I think uh, we've seen our Spotify numbers really grow in uh, the Midwest and Detroit, and that's so cool, Mike. That's very fun. I'm glad to help. <laughs> no, no, it's good. We know each other forever, sure and it's it's a, it's awesome. Maybe, Big fan. Maybe grew by like you know ten, fifteen people, but you know <laughs> that's that's the effort that I can give you. I love it. That's the best I can do, man. Uh, I want to talk about really quick the power moves theme, like how you wrote that. Like, were you just hanging out, drunk or hungover? You texted me, yeah. You texted me and said, "Hey, would you be willing to like think of something?" I'm sure you were. Just like brainstorming, and I was late for brunch. I had like three Coors Lights in me. 
at the house and just yeah, jotted you had, it. You had like a creative amount of alcohol in you. Probably. Yeah, for sure. My wolf left over from last night, probably woke up, crushed three beers, forgot in the shower, got the acoustic guitar out, wrote that uh, within 15 minutes, put it on an iPhone, sent it to you. You just uploaded it. And then I went back in the studio and then we found out that we didn't even upload the the regular version again to Spotify. We uploaded what, what I gave you. So that was written in 15 minutes. It was kind of, I've been a fan of Dab Owner for so long and, and you, I just kind of knew what that was about. And you sent me some words to go by and, you know, it was fun. I, I liked writing like that. I think what makes the song so good is that you did do it spontaneously and just ripped it out. Right. It's, and that's how it should sound. Everyone will tell you from Seeger to Springsteen, if a song, even Willie Nelson, Willie Nelson doesn't write anything down, he'll tell you if it takes longer, if you don't remember it the next day in your head, it's trash. Just throw it away. It's not going to work. <laughs> and you told me that you, know, you were going to go back in the studio and recut it. And then when you uh, went in there, you're like, everyone was like, this is perfect. Don't fuck with this, this moment in time that you captured. We, just, and you just remastered it. We remastered it. So we have, when we went there and we recut it to me and acoustic guitar and got all these fancy mics in the studio. I recorded the one that's on yours is off my iPhone. We recorded it with like five engineers, like the whole nine yards. <laughs> it sounded too, it sounded too pure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. You're like, you're like, look, man, <laughs> it sounds good like this. This is what it is. This is power moves. Like, no bullshit. Right. It, it captures the whole spirit. Right. Now that's what it's supposed to be, you know? And I think what's so perfect about the song is that it sounds like the majority of the, the themes that we follow on the program, the Dad Boner universe, etc. It sounds like you just don't give a fuck. I do enough polished. <laughs> I do enough polished country bullshit. But that's I mean, country music has gotten to the point where it's so polished. That's not country music. Waylon Jennings would record, you know, stoned and yada yada yada. Country music's gotten a point now where it's like my jeans aren't tied enough, my shirt's not tied enough, my voice isn't auto-tuned enough. Things like this is like a free spirit. This this gives me any leeway. It just makes up for all the soul-crushing shit I have to go through. I think a lot of it also is is that um, well, like one of my it's like in stand-up comedy. Like a lot of the best live uh, moments you'll ever see in stand-up is when someone just riffs. Right. It's when it's off the dome and it's fresh because they're emotionally um, not overthinking it. Right. It's it's just, this is what it is. It feels good right now. And and you capture the moment as opposed to trying to recapture it. And that never, you know, you can't ever do that. It's like when you go on a date with a girl and you have this wonderful time at some some fun like county fair or uh, at, at, yeah. at, at the, fu- and you, you went to the mall and you got like a Wetzel's pretzel and you're just having like a good ass day. Yeah. And uh, then, then, then like, later on you're like, remember that one time we went to the mall? We should go back to the mall. And you're like, the mall sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it got you away from out of your head. Right. Most comedians here in LA, I'm friends with a bunch of comedians, and they always send me like their act. They're like, "What do you think of this?" I'm like, "You practice too much." Uh huh. That's the thing is like you're overdoing it. Yeah. Get up there and just riff on some shit. Talk about how shitty your day was. Talk about how shitty your apartment is. That's what makes good comedy. I think a very different part of Los Angeles comedy compared to uh, I think Chicago or um, uh, New York is that people there do the comedy for the comedy's sake. 
Whereas right. in Los Angeles, everyone wants everything to be tight because there could be a, a producer uh, or a manager. Yeah. In the, in I might the, get on Conan. I'm, yeah, and it's not going to happen. What if Conan gets me to edit my scripts? Like, no one gives a fuck. They really don't. Right. Just get up there and and be unique and get up there and just talk some shit. It's going to be fine. Get and up the, there. The best comedians are the ones that look like they just thought of it, even though they practiced it a thousand times. Yeah. That's the trick. That's the trick, yeah. The guy that just like parked his car, came in, took a shot of Jameson, Went on stage and was like, I have no material, but I'm going to make this shit up and it's going to be funny. You know, even even Seinfeld, even the great said, if you're funny, you're funny. If you're not, you're not. There, there's no fake in that. There's no rotting that. Either funny or you're not. And I think that's a lot like you're, you're a big Springsteen fan like I am. And when you go see a Springsteen show or you see Springsteen live, he changes the songs up and he plays them with like it's the first time and it's so exciting for him as yeah. opposed to just staring at his shoes and uh, just walking his way through. 100%. My, my band absolutely hates the fact that I give them a set list and then we play a show. It's nothing like that. Because you're reading fans. You're reading an audience. You're, you're changing. If I see someone in the front row wearing a Bob Seger t-shirt and drunk, we're doing Seger that you night. Got if to. I see, I mean, it's just one of those things where you got to call it out on the fly. you got to go with the moment. That, that's you just you got to stay in the moment. That's life with everything. It's just you on, you on a date. You Let, know? Let's get into try and do my thing. Uh, what what are you up to this week? What did you, what did you do that people maybe were like, well, that's stupid, but you did it anyway. And I'll bring up one, and I'm not saying it's stupid. Yeah, but you cut your beard off. I did, and that is like here's what we call it. I do it once in a while. Brido does it once in a while, and here's why: is that you need to see yourself. Yeah, in the mirror. To reset and say, "This is me. I'm taking the mask off," and we call it when you look in that when you look in the mirror right away. We call it "lot of face" because you say, "Wow, that's a lot of face." It's a lot of face. I ain't seen that face in a long time. Two things. Uh, one, I left my. I was got. I got. A, I got an Uber or Lyft, whatever. I got it from the airport, and my bag was open, and my trimmer fell out. So I get to the hotel. I'm looking like complete trash. I have this long mustache. And um, it it just, I'm just looking like, you know, you have that moment of regret where you're hungover and you look in the mirror and your mustache is a little too long <laughs> yeah. and you get like a flashback of like, I look like a heroin addict uh-huh. that's about to go meet people in public. <laughs> right. And this is an important meeting and I have my, I have 80s. no shit together. Yeah. So I just said, fuck it. I got the razor and just, just shaved it off. I lost my trimmer. Yeah. A trim, when you have a beard, like a trimmer is important part. You got to keep it kind of right. Do you, or you like start mine's looking real scraggly right now? It's just, no, it looks good though. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. scraggly. It's not tight, and it, it, I start to get that. You know, if I feel down about myself, that's when I usually trim it back. And I'm right. like, oh, I am an I am a good, nice, clean looking person. There is a there is a deal with having a beard and how you feel about yourself at some point. For sure, when women will never understand that. Mentally, a man will when you look in the mirror. And your if your mustache is to me, it's a mustache. A mustache gets too long and it's not matching the beard. I look unkept. And then if you did something shady the night before, you're like, oh, you're really, you're really that guy. Yeah, I'm turning into the guy. I'm turning into that guy that I saw at the gas station drinking the 24-ounce Bud Light mm-hmm. at 11 a.m. I, I need to shave because I'll become better, a better person. I uh, wanted like a little stud gold cross earring for a long time. <laughs> and, a, are you from Jersey? <laughs> and uh, from Michigan, real close. Uh, and... Uh, Melissa uh, got me one 
she works in jewelry and I think someone might have given them one. One of her coworkers or former coworkers had one and they didn't want it because it had bad mojo. Yeah. And, but I was like, man, like on Saturdays, I like to put on a little kit, like have a little fun. And I got, and I, and I had, I've got double piercings in one ear and one in the other. Cause I used to rock the double hoops, yeah. you know, like with the white baseball hat oh, in, in college. If yeah. you're, if you're from the nineties and, uh, whenever I'd wear that earring, there's just something about it. That would turn me into the demon, man. <laughs> They'd make the shots go. I'd buy shots. You know, I'd, I'd be like, I'm indestructible. Right. And after a couple weekends of this, like in the summertime, getting the sunshine superpowers and uh, shotgun and beers and, and playing the part of whatever this earring turned me into with the bad mojo, I had to stop wearing it. <laughs> and I still look at it like, on a, you know, like you get up on a, on a Sunday and you're going out to brunch, and you got a hangover, and you're going to go drink it off with a couple cold ones. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this is a day to put, pop that bad boy in, jam it through the baby skin in the back, <laughs> get up, get after it. And Melissa's like, no, no, put that down. Do not put that in your ear because that will, you're getting into the darkness then. We can't have you in the darkness. You're, you're a good boy who sips a couple rosés and has an omelet. When you don't have the earring in, but when we have the earring in, then immediately after brunch, we got to go to the dive bar, and then it's Jameson time because <laughs> Dr. Earring's in the fucking house. So you, I, you didn't get a clip on? You didn't get a clip on? No, no, no. I well, still bad hole. respect. Well, I still... You just reopened the hole. It's like a virginity thing, like an earring virginity. Correct. Correct. You're taking the, you're taking the virginity again you, with, the, with the push in. 90% of the hole is there except for the back end. <laughs> oh, so God. I, so you got to just force it. And I've done it for a like when I've done characters on stage. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do it, but uh, uh, yeah, the reason that those holes don't completely close up is because they're they're home piercings. Oh man! And I got one done at Claire's boutique in the right the 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 opposite side, and then I got the duo. Uh, one of them, the first one, I was trying to impress some chick in high school that yeah. that was a that was not. I had an unrequited love situation. <laughs> <laughs> or like hanging out sometimes. And then I saw like some other dude she had eyeballs for. And they all had fucking big dope earrings. It's always that guy. <laughs> and I was like. The first guy to get his earrings pierced always got the hot chick. Yep. That was always the thing in middle school or in high school. Yep. And we were going to go to a go to a football game that night. And I was going to pick her up. And I was like, man, I'm going to rock her world when she gets in the fucking 82 <laughs> celebrity and sees this bad boy. Also, I was like super into Jodeci at the time. <laughs> I love fucking Jodeci to this day, but Jodeci always rocked these big, like Casey had these big motherfucking like grandma hoops. And that takes balls. So I went into my mom's jewelry box oh my and I got, the, I got a big fat gold hoop earring. And then I went in my room and I shut the door and I, uh, I, I started going at my fucking earlobe. And come to find out, the skin is not as uh, permeable as one would think when you no, start going at it. With, it's not. And I iced it, and then the, it got unnumbed while the because it's taken forever, and I can't get it through. And uh, so the the needle is halfway through my ear, and I start to feel like I'm going to pass out. I get those chills <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, turn yeah, white. Yeah. I have to sit down in my bed for a second, and I'm like, "Fuck!" I gotta like I peek outside my door and I make sure that my parents. Are, are not in the hallway and I dip into my sister's room I'm like Sarah Sarah uh, uh, look at this there's blood <laughs> dripping out of it 
and it's all fucked up. And I'm like, I gotta, I'm gonna pass out. She's like, What are you doing? I'm like, I gotta, I gotta fucking pierce my ear. Like, just come in my room, come in my room, just sit with me while I do this. And I'm going in the back of my door mirror, and you know, back of my door, it's all got Claudia Schiffer and uh, Cindy yeah. Crawford cut outs because that's where you keep the babes. So you're, you know, you don't want your 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 parents to know like when they remind me to tell in. you this podcast my my story with uh, Ryan O'Neill and. Uh, who was his wife? Oh my Tatum, God. Tatum. No, no. his wife. Uh, uh, Fair Fawcett. Yes. Fair Keep Fawcett. going. But remind me to tell you that story. Okay, God. So I finally, like, I get it almost all the way through and then I have to take, like, I take the edge of, like, a pocket knife, like, not the sharp edge, and I just scrape the rest of the, the skin oh. layers and then it finally comes through, gets through and it's just like, I just released some blue balls. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I put the earring in. Um, I didn't even have to uh, put the back on it because it just stuck. It's just stuck. It just stuck. I uh, put on my, uh, I had a Green Bay Packers fit with the green jerbos and the, and the black Charles Barclays and the jerbow t-shirt hookup. No starter jacket? I, oh, it, was, it was summertime. It, was, oh, it, it, oh, yeah, it okay. wasn't summertime. It was football season, but it was a, it was a it warmer. Was hot. It, was it was a warmer. It was a warmer night okay. for some reason. And I, I dip out of the house. I sneak out. And then, uh, you know, she... Uh, she she broke up with me for a guy, <laughs> a guy that had some guy named. Is that infected? She was probably like, no, what? no. I, I I took care of it. I handled it. But yeah, she uh, she uh, the guy had like two or three earrings. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't compete. He's 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 overachieving there. And then right? the second one was a complete repeat of that story. But I was in a, a Myrtle Beach hotel room. <laughs> In a dive-ass Myrtle Beach hotel room on spring break, I think that year or the second year, I'm like, two earrings, that's going to get the pussy. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, uh, it did not. It you know, my, not. my idol is Springsteen, and he, has so, he wears so many earrings. I just, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. I think it's a I never got thing. it. I'm from Texas. I'm a Southern boy, you know. It wasn't a thing. We were My dad, growing up, I wanted to play soccer so bad. All my friends played soccer. And my dad said to me, if you want to go out there in a skirt and kick the ball around, that's fine. <laughs> but I'm not showing up to the games. <laughs> Soccer. Yeah. If I think about an earring, what the hell would have happened to me? Right. And that's just, he's a Vietnam vet. I mean, that's just what it was. You know, there's no way I could get a good an earring. My you know? grandfather, uh, World War II vet. Right. I, when I showed up there, I thought he was going to whoop my ass. Like, he's right. going to lose his mind. Like, Ken was going to go off on this shit. And he just kind of shook his head like... He was actually more cool about it than, but I could tell the disappointment every single oh, every time, time. Uh, I came over. You tell him a story though. If you tell me you did it yourself, that's nah, kind of street. I, I, I never told him. My, my, I would always just it's say a war street. I would always just tell him like I thought of like the most masculine thing. I was like, I'm a pirate. I'm like a pirate, <laughs> right? Pirates got earrings. Pirates are like badass macho men, right, Grandpa? And he's just like, oh, and he'd rub his nose and mutter, like, <laughs> stupid earring. Like, we're doing stupid these kids. <laughs> so my, mine is uh, mine's light up Mardi Gras beard. Um, beards, beads. When I put on light up Mardi Gras, like when I put those four chains on, like light up Mardi Gras beads, I turn into an animal. <laughs> yes. I start drinking sugary drinks. I yes. start yelling at people. I'm like in the bar causing all kinds of shit. And what's wild is you're like, playing a character at some point. You're yeah. dressing, you're playing dress up for a drunken adult. For sure. It's it, fun. And those are all such antiquated uh, viewpoints. Like now, fucking earring or like tattoos nothing impresses anybody <laughs> no man. no not, not anymore hip-hop hip-hop stars are talking about like face tattoos how, how they're the pimp of the fucking nation they're wearing a fucking skirt yeah <laughs> and like 
I remember I would I I uh, I, I rode on a uh, a gay pride float in Chicago and I wore a sarong. Yeah. Uh, with some pumas in his t-shirt, <laughs> like my girlfriend's sarong. Yeah. And I was like, I get it, man. This shit is breezy and it feels fucking good. <laughs> and I was like, I thought I thought it looked dope too. Like I looked in the <laughs> mirror and I was like, like a Hawaiian print sarong and a t-shirt and some fresh kicks. I was like. This is all right, man. You'd be all, yeah. <laughs> I think I tried to pull it off at other times. My girlfriend's like, you know what? There's a time and a place, Mike. <laughs> time and a place, Burns. I love that. I love that. So oh, tell us the uh, the the uh, Fair Fawcett. Uh, all right. Deal. So I was, um, was this girl. I'm working on this song called uh, Talk About the Weather. It came out. Stephanie Lynn, she's an actress here in town. We're riding. She's uh, a personal um, she takes care of Ryan O'Neill's house in Malibu. She goes, Hey, Ryan, um, is running some errands. Just come over here. We'll write this song on the porch. So we ride it. Ryan shows up. I use the restroom at this point. I don't know that Ryan O'Neill and Farrah Fawcett ever, every day they're even married. I don't know this at all. I knew Farrah Fawcett was hot. Everyone had the poster. Yeah. I know Ryan. You're, you're a bit younger than me. I'm 43. I'm you're, 35. Yeah. 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 You, and so, you missed but that. It wasn't a thing That's where it was like, I was too me. young to know, you know? So Ryan O'Neill's in the kitchen. I use the restroom. I walk out and I say to Ryan O'Neill, "Oh, you got a Farrah Fawcett thing." There's like six <laughs> photos of her all across his all of his Malibu. Very home. cool. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, this guy doesn't know Stephanie. Don't write the song with." She's like, Farrah, that's come down his, here. that's his ex-wife. You know, she passed away. Like she, she oh had yeah, a yeah, terrible yeah, cancer, yeah. and you know that has nothing to do with that. And and she was, it was apparently a really sweet lady, and so was Ron. He was such a nice guy. That's good. To and hear. the way he handled it was like he laughed. And it, but I felt so embarrassed because I was I didn't know they dated. I didn't I didn't I didn't know the whole story. I saw this guy had a fair faucet thing because mm-hmm. in the bathroom was a, a painted photo over his bedroom painted photo. Of course, all around the house. I'm like, oh, you got a fair. I love fair faucet. I totally understand this. I super love fair faucet. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. Didn't didn't get it. So egg on my face. And you know, he's probably just like, you know, kids. Yeah, he's he looked at me. This is three and a half years. He looked at you me as a thirty one year old guy going, Oh, this guy's an idiot. Yeah. Anyone who would not like kind of like I think oh, li- I think he liked it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Cause then he gets to tell you, like, yeah, my yeah. wife was Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, my wife's Farrah Fawcett. Who else she can say that? I mean, yeah. you're never gonna say that. That's not gonna happen. It's not happening for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some power move, power foods, power foods, power foods, daddy, power foods, daddy. Uh, you're an unapologetic uh, poster of your foods that you consume on Instagram, and I like that. I've taken shit for it from yeah. people like, I don't come on here to see what you eat, but that's what I go on Instagram to see is yeah. what people eat. I, I look at your your account, uh, my buddy Carl Hess. Big, yep. big, big, big foodie works in works in various food capacities. The enter, entertainment industry, and like, I watch food TV at home. Right. I love when I'm like, oh shit, riches, riches in Austin eating tacos. All oh, riches in Nashville, riches in Chicago getting yep. it done. And yep. that's what I want to see. Like, what what is what is like the best thing that you've had lately? I have. I'll start out with this. I have internal debates about that because it's so heartbreaking. Because I have. We have a decent amount of fans. We're not, we're not, we're, I basically say, you know, we're, well, I'm batting 300 in the minor leagues in my career. Uh, we, we do all which right. Is com- which is a comfortable place. Comfortable place, man. We do all right. It's so a beautiful like, thing but, to be able to make your living 
and and just pay your bills and have a place right. to live while you're doing what you right. love. And, and that's we love a blessing. it. That's going to do that. It's Anything such, more it's such is a blessing. Gravy. But it also comes with, you know, there's a lot of fans, a lot of haters. So I got to log in every day and people are like, are you becoming a chef or are you actually a musician? You know, it's like, well, <laughs> look, dude, how much, how much music and you know i promote my records and music all the time on my instagram is twitter for sure how much how much can i post of just my spotify and my apple music and my record label and all this bullshit before you log off to me i i love what i love and i came to this point about six months ago where i finally forgiven myself and locked into what i like and what i like i like good food i like eating and drinking and it's fun and unapologetic about it now and on my instagram you're gonna see 75 percent fucking great food post it's fantastic and i like that you go across the board you you post and you cook you 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 love to cook at home just like i I cook at home i probably say four or five nights a week i i make a nice meal right i love making a meal i love buying the shit i love tilting my tv towards the kitchen put on a basketball game like i made chili last night simple but i love chopping and stirring and searing and and hanging out and that's my because you can't be on your phone, right? You gotta. You, your it's focus, a meditation. It is a meditation. Chopping, Love it. Chopping veg and onions is a fucking meditation. It totally is. I love that about that. But you like, like you, you, you go out and you, you'll hook up a lobster. You do that on the reg, but also I do. People give shit about that. I, do you want know to? Okay, this. I'm you, glad you brought that up because people go, "Oh, you eat lobster once a week." It's four dollars a pound. Yes. for lobster out of Maine. I, it's cheaper for me to buy a lobster and cook it than it is to to, to get four Supreme Burritos at Taco Bell. Do you <laughs> yeah. fucking know that? Yeah, you can go to Vaughn's, you, Yeah, have you, gone, have you gone through the prices? It's not about the name lobster. I enjoy lobster because of the way it tastes. It's delicious. People are such, they're such idiots online. They want to just prosecute you for everything that you do. Lobster, oh, oh, is that caviar on top of salmon? Yeah, it was four dollars on special at the sushi joint. Right, I got it with a with a with a Japanese beer. I'm at the door at eleven bucks. Right, it just looks good online. I'm I land down a black card. Yeah, what what are you talking about? Yeah, that's that's the thing is like you got to know how to shop. I'm coming like, off angry, I feel like I'm coming off. Angry. Nah, 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 <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like when if I go to I go to the local Albertsons or the or the Vons, and I've I buy enough uh, meat from those counters that. I've made friendly with, right. with the meat man. And I'm like, you know, what's fresh? Were these frozen? Because buying frozen seafood is not bad. A lot, that's, a, that's a misconception. You it argue, all comes to frozen. You are, yes, you arguably get a fresher product if it is frozen because it's frozen on the boat, bang, yep. and it doesn't come unthawed until you get it. So if you go up to the, the counter and you ask what was put in the, the counter that day, right. you want the shit that's like half frozen so that a couple hours later it's fro- unthawed, it's unthawed, it's thawed for the first time. Right. And yes, you watch those deals and if they got a buttload of it, it's going to be cheap. You it was awesome. A millionaire. My mom taught me that. I get props to her. We did this thing two years ago at Kroger. Kroger got an extra shipment of lobster tail and they were selling lobster tails for $4 a tail. Yes. And they were all frozen. So I called my mom and I said, hey, we're doing a cookout tonight. You want to do some lobster chills? Yeah, sure. I looked at the guy, did the math, and I go, well, he goes, this is the last time it'll be $4 a tail. We just have so much that we got to get rid of it. I go, how many got frozen? He's like, I got 30. I was like, give me all of them. So I put 30 frozen lobster chills in my mom's freezer. And then Fuck every yes. time I go home, I pull two out and cook them on the grill. I look like a baller. Right. It cost me, it's $4. Takes a nice photo. It's $8. Takes a nice photo. People were... People are just, you know, 
aggravating celebrities on the fact that, and I'm not a celebrity, there's aggravating people on the fact that like you think it's not that expensive. You can do if that. Anything, you're showing off the you great You can work at McDonald's and Silly Lobster Table for four friggin' dollars. I yeah, mean, like, you really can. When I go, when, if I go to the grocery store and they have like ribeyes on sale right. for like two ninety seven a pound. Pound? Yeah. I buy 10. Why not? I buy it's 10. 20 bucks. I'll I, feed you for like months. And it's the best. It's my favorite cut. And they go in the freezer and you thaw that shit in a day. And you're eating a fucking a pound a of delicious ribeye steak for $3. So America learned the meat and seafood stock market. Buy low, eat high. Right. And and have a door buster. Have a door that's, buster, that's man. Door buster. If something's on sale, pick it up. You also love tacos. Like, your jam is tacos, I would say. That was when I was living in Austin. I was just so broke. And there was a taco truck <laughs> outside my apartment. $1.25. For five bucks, I could eat three tacos in it and get a regular Coke. One of those like Mexican Cokes. Yes. Five bucks, man. I mean, that was a big meal. Yeah, why go to I would do that you don't every go to day. Subway when you can have that? Every day. And I fell in love with the culture. I was and like, you never get tired of it. I always want tacos. I always want tacos. For lunch, tacos I always new... want two tacos. I feel like I was on that a long time ago. Actually, there's actually five companies now in LA that have I started a, a hashtag called Big Butts and Taco Trucks. There are five shirt companies in LA and two in Texas that are printing those shirts. That's incredible. And I don't want to hire a lawyer and like cease and desist because right. I really generally don't care to get in the big butts and taco trucks. What are you going to take back? Their, you know, their three Omaha Beach, their, yeah, like, thirty-five dollars, uh, and, yeah. and it's not worth it. Not at all. But you know, I did, and I fell in love with the taco truck thing because a, if you don't think about this, they have to cook it on site because it, nothing they don't have any refrigeration in those trucks. It's actually probably fresher than it is. Actually, if you went to like a regular regular restaurant, yeah, they go to the it. market. They, they go, go to the market, market in the morning, morning at that 4 morning. A.m. Yeah, they bring everything fresh. They cook it on spot. You're getting a better product out of a they call it like a roach roach coach all that bullshit. Yeah, there than you are getting in a restaurant. I guarantee that, and it's a dollar twenty five. The the most maybe two dollars a taco. And you're full. And you get a Mexican coke. And if you, you find the, a taco truck, door, man. If you find a taco truck that you that. Doesn't doesn't bug your tummy? You don't ever have any problems right. with that. Shit's probably good, if not better than any fast food restaurant you're gonna go to. It's not scary. It's those people want you to come back. They don't want to serve you crap. They don't want. They're cooking that meat hot. That shit is hot as fuck. On that I've only had three, food poisoning three times in my life. Once in Italy at a four star restaurant. <laughs> right. Once in New York City, and then once in Houston off uh, like Long John Silver's. Yeah. Never off a taco truck. And I've eaten probably what, two, three thousand? Absolutely. Absolutely. Never. And I have, I have. I'll tell you right now, you're not going to get sick on a taco truck. I have Midwestern buddies that don't get it. Yeah. And, I, and I'll be like, you know, send them a picture because I send all my books, just like you. Yeah. I take a picture of every single thing I eat and I send it, you know, to my boys. But it, Melissa hates it because when we get food at a restaurant, she's like, Okay, can we eat yet? Can we yeah. eat yet? It's like we're just, it's like me taking photos is is, is the equivalent of saying grace. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. can we eat yet? Can we fucking eat this yet? Okay, one more picture. I'm like, this is a better angle. Like, God damn it. And she'll just start fucking eating. She's like, you fucking, I don't give a shit. But I'll send my buddies that and they're like, uh oh, gonna get, you know, Montezuma's revenge or like or whatever. Like, yeah, no, no I've never Ever, ever had a problem from ever a at taco all. truck. And I've probably eaten probably three or four they thousand. Don't I literally that's not down. an odd number. It's not I've never got never happened. We gotta move on to uh to power uh power moves you can use. But first, I have one thing I want to talk about in the food department is the flaming hot Cheeto fried chicken recipe. Yeah, man. What is the what is the cookbook called? 
Uh, Mark McKinney, my buddy, is a songwriter. He came out of the cookbook, him and his wife, Cassie. Uh, it's great. They asked me to submit a recipe, and I was kind of was drunk and a little stoned. And I said, let's fry chicken with Cheeto dust on the outside of it. Hot Cheeto dust. Let's see what, let's see what happens. Are you crushing up Cheetos as a Basically, code? I put a bag of Cheetos. I put it into a Ziploc bag. Just took a hammer to it, like one of those like meat hammers. Just got it where it mallet. was like a mallet. Yes. And then, uh, so when I battered it, you know, bat- it was, you know, you did the whole like flour, you know, egg white flour. Right. You know, then you, you roll it, roll it in Cheeto, hot Cheeto dust and fry it. I'll tell you what, KFC is going to do this. Someone's going to do this. Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to do it because it was absolutely amazing. Cheeto, I guarantee what's, well, I'll make a bet with anyone in two years, Cheetos and KFC team up together to come out with a hot Cheeto Deal. It's just going to happen. We'll, we'll we'll do this and then sue them later on for t- for stealing it. And but. they already have so many places so many. are doing Cheeto things. Right. You know who did that first? That's Carl Welzine. Carl Welzine, Cheetos on anything for a dollar was his fucking jam forever. That's right. That's and now right. anytime that comes out, and I'm not saying you're biting. No. Yours no. is legit because <laughs> you actually did it. You made it from scratch. But people go at me like, Oh, fucking Subway's got Cheeto sandwiches now. Oh, yeah. Arby's has a Cheeto sandwich. I'm like, yeah, I know, man. You can't like trademark a fucking <laughs> broad idea that. like that. <laughs> Let's get into the power move. You can use. Student needs free KFC for a year by claiming to be from the head office. <laughs> this is actually a story from South Africa. Uh, I it could be from Wisconsin or for or whatever. I usually only use American stories because I just have to cut it off somewhere. But uh, this is so special that uh, we're going to get into it. A student was arrested for getting free KFC every day for a year by claiming to be a food quality inspector from the head office. Nice KFC tie-in. Respect. The man, 27, would enter, 27. would enter with confidence, wearing a suit and often arriving by limo, driven by a friend who worked as a part-time limousine driver. <laughs> he managed to fool the KFC staff into providing him with free meals by flashing an ID card that read, Head Office. <laughs> That's like all it says. <laughs> KFC Head Office. <laughs> so he could check if the chicken was up to par. The man has not been uh, named yet, but he was identified in local reports as a student at the University University of uh, KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa. He managed to find different KFC outlets across South Africa and used the same story each time to bag himself hundreds of free dinners. Employees would be told by the con man that he was sent from the KFC headquarters for quality assurance of the food served in the restaurant. So this guy's rolling up like Ric Flair. I picture him with Rolex the, wearing I, chicken grease trying. I picture him with the sunglasses, a couple babes on each arm. <laughs> and just a head off a card that says head office. <laughs> okay, but think about this, Michael. What an idiot. If you're into the limo and you got a driver and all that, well, what go to the palm. <laughs> go to a high-end steakhouse. What are you, what are you ripping off nine dollars in chicken? See, that's the gas in that limo alone is not even worth it. Well, that. that's he's, he doesn't want to get greedy. <laughs> like you start doing that, there's gonna some red lights are gonna be set off. A member of staff from one of the KFC branches targeted said when he arrived, he would try to act like our, we would all try to act our best so we didn't piss off the man from the head office. <laughs> the head office guy's here. What's his name? I don't know, man, but he's got a limo. 
two babes, sunglasses on, and a card that says he's from there. So everyone fucking straighten up. Straighten the fuck up. And that coleslaw has been out for three days. Jeremy, throw that fucking coleslaw in the trash. And Jennifer, you're going in the limo with me. (laughs) He was so convincing because he was so confident, and even colleagues from other branches of KFC knew him. Like... (laughs) They would talk about the guy? Yeah, this guy's running a scam. Like, he tricked so many people that the whole organization... Like a $12 meal? (laughs) When he came in, he rushed to the kitchen and checked everything, taking notes, and then asked for samples of whatever he wanted. (laughs) He probably worked for KFC before because he knows everything. The amount of effort he's putting in is more time equals money for... What he probably he got in free this, KFC. Was, this was personal vendetta or personal just like he did this on purpose. This he's not trying to get a free meal. He just did this to do it. That, there's no way the they're doing that. He just loves the game, man. He loves the game. Just man. about the game. And is he in the so do you put him in the uh, the fast food hall of fame with the Hobbit McDonald's coffee suing? Do you, I mean, oh, yeah. is he he's in the fast food hall of fame. Uh, abso- absolutely. He absolutely, for, right? He did this for a year. Forever. I mean, that's what was who was a driver? They got his, an old limo. It's his buddy who has got so a limo great. service, and I picture it just one hubcap missing. Oh, <laughs> that shit! That shitty like demo limo that everyone's seen. The power, the power uh, old strip windows limo. don't work anymore. Yeah. It's like the strip club limo. <laughs> like every strip club has that limo. They'll pick you up if you really want to go. Right. It's got the the purple neon all yeah. around the side, just all around the interior. Don't put a black light inside Puke of it. Stains. You're, yeah, just total. Yeah, it's all black lighted out. <laughs> You fucking flip that on. It's just a fucking, uh, it's just a sperm bank. This guy's a legend. Okay. Is, a is, he, is he getting pressed? I mean, is, what's the deal with this guy? That's it, man. We need to follow That's up. That's all we know. We need to follow up with that guy. Oh, hopefully that'll happen. Moving on. Knoxville mom says she cut her son's throat because he was, quote, disrespectful. <laughs> this is from Knoxville, Tennessee. A Knoxville woman was arrested Monday after a police report shows she told officers that she cut her son's throat. <laughs> A report said officers arrived at a home on Beaver Ridge Road and found the son in the front yard with a superficial cut on his neck. She's not good at it, apparently. Officers reported he handed them an Uzi folding knife. I'm guessing that is a uh, a brand name. Saying his mother had attempted to cut his throat while he slept. Oh, (laughs) my God. He's sleeping. According to the report, Nancy Brooks admitted to cutting her son's throat because he was disrespectful during an argument they had a week prior to the incident. <laughs> this is one of those moms who holds a grudge. They do. This is this one especially does. That's a, that's some passive aggressive. Like it's fine, honey. No, it's fine. She had too much Chardonnay, nope. and her conscience was like, "Nope, not letting this if, kid go away with if this." You, if you take a peek ski at this chick, I'm I'm gonna guess it wasn't Chardonnay. No, and, and this looks like stronger. this is Rotga vodka. <laughs> <laughs> We've had this on the program. Bathtub gin. This isn't my first rodeo, Rich. <laughs> this is uh, this is this. I I, I know the, I know what's been ingested. <laughs> this, the, you, you know, like the guess who's of like strong alcoholics, so you can oh, tell. Yeah. The report says the victim told officers that Brooks had refused to take her medication and had been drinking. There's the cocktail. There we go. She was taken into custody and is being held at the detention facility. Oh, boy, that poor bastard. Well, at least he didn't get killed, yeah, though. Yeah, he didn't die. She's got to learn how to cut a throat, honestly, if you're going to do it. You've got to learn how if you're going to get the It's the same general time either way. You think if she kills her son? Well, or- if, she di- if he dies, then you get, you get the... 
the extra 25 years, but you know, come on, you got to follow through here. This is, I'm tired of Americans failing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. That's terrible. Not, Forgive me for saying that I'm joking. They're not. Joking they're not working hard enough. I'm totally joking. They used to work and now. Come on. You can't even cut in a throat. In the 60s, yeah. What do you use 60s, a butter knife? In the 60s, you'd cut in that throat. In the 60s, you cut a throat and you'd, you were done with it. People can't, can't, people can't get the job done. You don't got to backtrack, Rich. We say a lot of things on this show. Everyone knows the fucking score. We know they know we're good people, but you got to lean into it, man. Everything can't everything can't be fucking washed. Everything can't be washed or the comedy takes a fucking bath. Moving on. Suspect arrested in break-in at 4th Street Market in Delhi in Santa Rosa. This was sent in by Daddy Kevin Jackson. And the reason I like this story so much, Rich, is that it's from a very, very small uh, local paper in yeah. Sonoma County. It's not like a lot. Sometimes I try to shy away from stories unless they're really, really good that are just big national jokes. Right. I love that this is a very real thing in a very small community <laughs> and it will be reflected in the story itself. A Santa Rosa man is suspected of breaking through the front glass door of the 4th Street Market in Delhi in downtown Santa Rosa, where city police officers said they found the 69-year-old man, <laughs> yeah, 69-year-old <laughs> man hiding behind a countertop, a countertop and arrested him about 4 a.m. Thursday. The suspect, identified by police as Kenneth Fuller, refused to leave his hiding spot behind the deli's food counter. <laughs> After he refused to comply with orders to surrender, officers sent in a police dog. Oh, no. It doesn't end well. I know. He's like an old man. (laughs) The dog, Colt, subdued Fuller until officers could detain him. Dogs don't subdue people in a nice way. (laughs) He was bit. They they don't have hands. This guy gave up. Yeah. They don't have hands. He was taken to Santa Rosa Memorial Hospital to be treated for a bite wound on his forearm. <laughs> oh, there we go. You ever see a fucking yes. police dog go after someone with the pads on? They don't just give you a little teeth hug. They're gonna mess you up. They look like they look like a, you know going after some corn on the cob. It's or something. crazy. Well, that's that, YouTube like the rabbit hole you go on. Well, this in the guy should have came out. Nothing, and he doesn't even seem to have like a. It's not even like a crazy person i think this is just some fucker who broke in was all fucking faded (laughs) nothing appears to have been taken from the store police said but okay the market and deli sits across from old courthouse square and serves fresh i like this see this is the touch that you don't get from a ap story this is what you get in a small leaflet that's four pages long that comes out twice a week in santa rosa (laughs) They're plugging like a Thai restaurant. The market sits across from Old Courthouse Square and serves fresh breakfast and lunch daily from 7 a.m. until 5 p.m. They close at 5 p.m. It's a liquor store. <laughs> That's some fucking Sonoma County shit, man. If you ever go to wine county, wine country, oh, yeah. those fuckers want to party too. And they're shutting their fucking wineries <laughs> and their liquor stores down because they got to hit the sauce. They didn't move there for the scenery. <laughs> and lunch daily from 7 a.m. until 5 p.m. Opened in 1995 by Pete Magagnam. Magagnam's his name. It's hard to pronounce. I always call him Morgan, but I guess his name's Magagnam. <laughs> the family business is a popular stop for downtown workers, residents, and visitors. Magagnam <laughs> said he got a call at 3.55 a.m. that his alarm had been triggered. He immediately thought of residents living near to his shop. 
that could be awakened by the shrill noise. This is what this guy's worried about. His store's being broken into, and he's like, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Mrs. Yacklin next door is going to be so steamed. <laughs> I got to shut this shit down ASAP. I drove like 100 miles an hour to get here to see if everything was all right, said Magognam, who got to his market in time to see police make the arrest of the intruder. Motherfucker, what this guy did is not as bad as driving 100 miles an hour. No, not at all. Because your rinky-dink breakfast liquor store got fucking broken into. Don't you have insurance? I mean, I would just be like, yeah, whatever. We'll just figure it out tomorrow. I mean, you in, know. in the aftermath, Magognam said he did a quick inspection of the store. Other than the shattered glass front door, he said shelves were damaged where the police dog had subdued Fuller. And there's photos of this. The most damage that was done was when this dog latched onto this poor bastard's arm and he flailed around so much that he just destroyed a whole section of the store. <laughs> the police did the most damage. That dog has never been used. They were waiting for something like this yes. to happen. You telling me you had to wake that fucking dog up, <laughs> get him in the car... You couldn't just, the two of yous couldn't just fucking go figure the shit out. You jaywalk in that town. That old, dog's unarmed, coming out. You got an unarmed old man. <laughs> you couldn't just open it. You couldn't go, hey man, what are you doing in here? This is all he did. This is all he did. <laughs> the, again, most of the damage done by the police dog, Colt, who shredded this fucker's corn Such cob It's like a frat name for a dog. K, it's K-O-L-T. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> little, little swag <laughs> like on it. Like K-N-I. Little swag, yeah. Oh, God. The man drank a bottle of wine, a couple bottles. Bottles of iced tea and had a five-hour energy shop. Magognam <laughs> said, "Stay up." But it was really not a big deal. He got hammered. Oh fuck, I'm tired. And then he uh, ripped a couple bottles of iced tea and an energy shot, <laughs> so he could stay up for the dog and be real alert, <laughs> really sucks. alert for the pain. <laughs> Fuller was booked to the Sonoma <laughs> County Jail on suspicion of burglary, felony, vandalism, and resisting and obstructing a police officer. And it's probably oh. like, because uh, the canine units are uh, uh, fully respected as as sworn-in police officers. It's, 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 the dog is a police officer. Yes. Like, so you kill, if you he, kill that, you get jail. That's who he resisted and obstructed was the canine, <laughs> Colt. <laughs> Colt tried to make the arrest, and he's like... He's all fucking tweaked on five hour. <laughs> that fucking rot gut Manischewitz he got off the bottom shelf. And then the two iced teas, of course. He probably had to piss. The dog lit him up. He definitely pissed himself during the dog oh, thing. Oh, man. Was that listed in, in the Santa Rosa? Uh, poor guy. No, I know where that town's at, and that's the greatest thing that's ever happened in that town. I, just, I, I do love going to snow and, and, and hitting the wineries, but boy, oh, boy. That's like, I love that that's such a big deal. Like, nothing happens out there, man. It's all, oh, fucking, it's all fucking gravy in there. Dude, my my first my first story my first time in Napa. Do you have do you have three minutes to tell the story real quick? Yeah. Anyways, this guy, uh, yeah. friend of childhood friend of mine, my mom knew, was like, "Hey, uh, Rich is driving to Napa with his girlfriend." This is like twelve years ago. I think I was twenty three or twenty four years old. Will he drive back um, six cases of wine? He owned a winery. I said, "Yeah, sure, of course." We're driving from up to San Francisco, and that's where he needed to deliver. So we stopped in a cheap hotel room, and he told me, a 23-year-old who just started drinking, hey, 
you can have one of the cases of wine to drink Ugh. thinking that I drink over like a year. <laughs> I do a party at a Super 8 with my girlfriend and we went through like 24 bottles of wine. Just red lips. And <laughs> I, had, I, I, I woke up like butt naked in a Motel 8 next to my girlfriend butt naked and there was a white iPhone yeah, pearl. When you're, when you're young, you think like wine is some mom shit, some weak shit. Yeah, you think it's like beer. It's, it's not. It's like strong grape juice. Oh, it'll mess you up. <laughs> yeah, if you watch it. shit. So I look at the worst hangover. Anyways, we're in downtown Napa at the time, at that motel. It's now called a Napa Inn. And we, I wake up like butt naked in there. I don't know why I'm naked. My girl was naked, and, there's, and her sister is next to us sleeping. <laughs> and so I'm asking, I'm like, why are we naked? I don't get it. She's like, dude, everyone, you, you were at a bar at 2 in the morning, and you announced to the bar I have twenty. I have a case of wine, twenty-four bottles for us to drink. Everyone, come back Attention. to the Motel Eight. Attention, everyone! Attention, come back to the Motel Eight. Wine on me. So there's like <laughs> seventeen bottles of wine floating in the pool. I'm butt naked. <laughs> you said, and then someone there was like, at one point, you said, "Let's all go skinny dipping." And everyone did in the Motel Eight pool. The cops came. Everyone ran in the room. I blacked out. I passed out. Innocent, Classic. innocent. That's not where that's not where it stops. So there's a white blackberry pearl. Remember those blackberry pearls? Oh yeah, those are tight. It's ringing off the hook in the hotel room, man. I wake up like numerous times, giant wine headache, trying to turn it off. I'm like, turn it off. Oh my god, it's not mine. It's not my girlfriend's. It's not my girlfriend's sister who's staying with us who sees us now passed out naked on the bed. What a shit show. And. Um, so I'm like, okay, whatever. We pack everything up. I'm hungover. I'm full of regret, all this BS. We start walking down downtown Napa and there's like Mexican restaurant, Chinese restaurant, all this BS. We finally get to a place where I go, I go, Hey, look, we can eat brunch, but I got to sit next to a bush where I can vomit because that's just what's going to happen. <laughs> that's just, I mean, this is negotiating to the crowd. Can we have a table by the bushes? So we're sitting there. Um, this waiter walks up to us. And no shit, Mike looks at us and goes, hey, no way. Do you have my Blackberry Pearl? <laughs> and I was like, this Blackberry Pearl? He's like, yeah. He's like, y'all threw a hell of a party last night. <laughs> and y'all were skinny dipping. And uh, I came upstairs because you said, like, y- y- we were going to take some shots thing. And you and your girl just passed out in the bed. And I just fled. And I forgot my phone. I was like... Okay, thank God that's all that happened because this is the creepiest story I've ever heard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was my nap. No, first trip to Napa. <laughs> That's fantastic. Did he give you a nice, uh, a nice break on that bill? Yeah, I think I put comps to some margaritas, and I think I did vomit in the bush. Hey, man, a couple free drinks. That's all I asked. Twenty three in Napa. That's that's what's gonna go down. Can't beat that shit. <laughs> Let's go to our top story, Rich. Man hiding drugs in anus accidentally shoots himself in the testicles. Yes. Yes, it's all happening. I should mention that we're that an oxymoron. Uh, we are we are recording this on um, Friday, May twenty fourth, as opposed to uh, the usual recording of uh, which is usually the Wednesday before the program because uh, uh, of uh, of uh, scheduling constraints. So um, we we got to this story first. Cameron Jeffrey Wilson, twenty seven was carrying a pistol in his front pocket while in his uh, cashmere Washington apartment on April 5th when the firearm accidentally discharged and pierced his groin and thigh. 
So this goes through the balls Ooh. right into the thing. Because, I mean, balls aren't going to stop like, it. the gun on the, on the hip? Yeah. He's, Is that yeah. what's going on? That always he's makes trying me, to be cool about it? That makes me so nervous. Like, even in movies when people do that, I'm like, you have the gun pointed at, at your, your dick. dick. And then you sit down in your belt buckler or something. It's fucking your move. It's so insane. It looks so stupid. It's only gun movies. Don't ever do that. If, if you own a gun at home, don't ever put a no, gun in like your waistband. Numerous athletes and rappers have, have, have shot themselves Selfs. in the leg because of that. Wilson, who is a 13-time convicted felon, <laughs> this guy at the brightest bulb, 13, he's committed 13 con- felonies and been convicted How's he? It? How's he out at that point, Mike? This is his, this is his swan song, man. This, this is, is his swan. This is his Beethoven fifth. He is, this is it. This is, he's creating his masterpiece. How did... He told his girlfriend to dispose of the weapon before heading to the hospital, the paper said. When the ex-con finally went to the hospital, a balloon of marijuana slipped out of his anus. Marijuana in the anus? This is marijuana? He's a a felon. He can't have any sort of anything. I never sucked dick for weed. (laughs) Like You'll put marijuana in your ass. (laughs) That's insane. It's slipped out. What is your fu- what kind of anus do you have where shit's just slipping out of it? Just like bloop, like that's that's a like a bag of weed. You gotta like get in there. Who puts a bag shit. of weed in their ass though? Come on, I'll carry a bag of weed and on a plane. It still is a nineteen. I, I I feel confident that I could actually bring weed on the plane at this point. Oh yeah, absolutely. You can fly out of LAX with it now. I think I can. It's legal. Yeah, I, I'm like, look, I'll I'll roll the dice on this. Give me the charge. He. For, obviously forgot it was in there after he shot himself in the ball sack. <laughs> you not first thing you shoot your ball, yourself in the ball sack. You definitely take the bag of weed out of your out of your butt for headed to the hospital. That's a hundred percent. Like this I mean, is what you do. I think you forget. I think everything everything that's in your mind after you shoot yourself in the balls completely goes out the window. You forget to call your mom for her birthday. You forget to uh, pay your phone bill. You forget to uh, that you're out of sour cream, and you forget that. You have a bag of dope in your fucking anus. <laughs> I lose respect for the guy on the weed thing now. I thought it was if he was doing like a drug heroin cross the border thing, and like he was trying to be gangster. Now I'm just like this guy was complete. Well, this that, guy's a complete moron. I'm gonna, it's gonna get worse, Rich. This guy's a complete moron. It's, it's not. It's not done. God. It's not done. Whatever you're mad about right now is gonna get worse. Here's a real my day at this point. Cops. Also uh, arrived, Krabs also arrived at the hospital when alerted of the gunshot wound and searched Wilson's car where they discovered a bag of meth in the bloodstained jeans he was wearing when he shot himself. <laughs> Rich. So this guy. You can make this shit up. So this guy, he hid a bag of simple everyday pot in his asshole, but he kept a bag of meth in his pocket in the jeans that he took off after he shot himself in the ball sack and left that in the car. That's amazing. Who hides the weed in their butthole and keeps the meth in their pocket? It's the guy that you play in poker that doesn't know that like <laughs> doesn't know like a four of a kind beats a full house. It's one of those guys. Like he doesn't know the he doesn't know the 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 you know the severity of drugs. He's not like heroin, meth. Cocaine, weed, like he does. He doesn't have that like poster on his wall on how to play drug asshole poker. <laughs> this is that's gonna... he doesn't know that he thinks they're all like, the same. 
He doesn't. He doesn't. He's. He never. He never saw a. He never saw a thing of Law and Order. He never knows that. Like you don't need to put weed in your ass. You put meth done. and heroin in your ass because it's those are felony <laughs> offenses. It's not done. What a fucking moron. It's not done. The officers issued an arrest warrant for Wilson, and he turned himself into police on April 18th. Okay. Please tell me he had more drugs. As he was being processed at the Chelan County Re- Regional Justice Center, Wilson was strip searched and another balloon of marijuana slipped <laughs> from his anus. <laughs> no way! <laughs> this guy needs a Netflix deal stat. Come on, they're, they're, what, just put a camera on whatever he does. He's a mule. He's a he's mule. Filled. This guy's been muling drugs. He, he's like one of those old porn stars that like they don't even know what's in their butt at this point. <laughs> That he's been, he's got, he's got mule shit hanger. from like 1999 up there. Hellman's jar. Yeah, he's got, he doesn't even know what's up there at this Table point. lamp. It's so, <laughs> it's like, he's sneaking shit from Home Depot. He's got a pack of hanging screws up there. Like everything. It's like Meadowlark Lemon from the Harlem Globetrotters on Scooby-Doo with just shit in his hair. Yeah. <laughs> just, you want to, I got a, one of those, uh. I got a 10 speed bike in here, VCR. What else you want? Even, that's, I got a Ford no- Fiat. <laughs> Fiesta. Oh, it would have been funnier with Ford Fiesta. God damn it. I fucking blew that. I blew the reference. God fucking damn it. Fuck me. This this guy, I I think that. Have you seen the Jailbirds thing on Netflix? Uh, I've not. Where they meet through the toilet? You haven't seen this yet, have you? Oh, I I I watched all the previews. Okay, you gotta I watch. Settled it. in yet? It's insane that they they the hell did you, I, I've watched. They're smarter I, than we are. If you mean you were in jail, we wouldn't have thought of this, and nor would no, we do the, it with the paper towel tubes and the in the the styrofoam cups. Everything. Yeah. Well, no, they, they they tie their shirts together and they pull these spoons out and they latch lines throughout it and they pull notes doing forth the toilet. Yeah, so, yeah it's great. Uh, some of these people are the dumbest people in the world. But at some point, I'm not giving them credit. I'm not going to give them credit. They're fucking weird geniuses, man. It is a weird thing to watch. And you watch it on Netflix. You adapt. This guy has got to be completely out of his fucking mind. (laughs) No. Out of his mind. I know. And also, if. And he has a girlfriend. Yes, someone loves so, him. Someone's <laughs> giving him a blowjob with a weed in his ass. <laughs> or not. Just fa- the fascinating part to me is that someone loves this man. <laughs> like, I, I, I have a good credit score. I don't have a girlfriend right now. Girlfriend. I get iced out. Well, me and you are going to get drinks out there. Some girl's going to tell me to get lost. <laughs> and this guy has a girlfriend. This is insane, Mike. This is fucking insane. You're, this is what makes me so frustrated. You're, you're, a, you're an arguable... You're. <laughs> I'm arguing like a genuinely great person to marry. I have everything in my life You're together. You're a semi-popular rock star. <laughs> I can't get a girlfriend. This guy's weed in his ass. And she's up with his boss, has a girlfriend. I bet you, Google, she's probably hot. She's probably good looking. <laughs> It's a, this is the most fucked. This is this is the world is not fair. It's because you're not gangster, Rich. This guy's fucking. This guy's a bubble. This guy's law. got shit. This guy's got stuff in his ass. I love it. <laughs> she loves ass weed. She loves. <laughs> she's smuggling weed. When do you go that visit ass? this guy in jail gonna, and just do the podcast over one of those phones in jail where you interview this guy? Bong rips out of his ass bowl. <laughs> puts weed in their ass. That's so like 1987. <laughs> I think you put weed in your ass in the 90s. Also, did he put more weed in there? Because there's time passage between the <laughs> surgery for fixing his ball sack that got shot open by himself, and then 
more weed comes out of his ass when he turns himself into the police, which means he did not take a shit in between point no. A and point B. No. Or he put more weed up there. For and maybe he just likes weed in his ass. Maybe he does. He thinks at some point you're muling enough, you get like you know you're comfortable. It's just habitual. It's like an old baseball player. He still carries around a glove. <laughs> yes, it's just a habit. It's, it's a like, habit. It's let, like let the guy let the guy just feel at home. It's like when you 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 uh, used to have a job, you know, and you and you like get up in the morning at a certain time, and you're, you like have a routine. You're like you're like a retiree. You're like, honey, you don't work at. Uh, <laughs> You don't work at uh, at uh, Foster's Bank anymore. Like, oh gosh, geez, I've been doing it for fifty years. Well, I just wake up. Well, for the last ten years, I've been stuffing marijuana in my butthole, <laughs> and then the fucking uh, I guess I forgot. Jeez, everyone's the same practice. You can't let your butthole get loose where you can't snuggle more drugs. Get it tight. Get it right. Yeah, he's charged with possession of a firearm, unlawful possession of meth, possession of a controlled substance in a correctional facility, and four of tampering with a witness yes that he gets an extra charge because of the weed of asshole weed yeah and he went into a fucking prison yeah. jail he's with trying it. to snuggle it in oh man this he guy's was. a hustler he's like look i'm going in i'm smuggling more weed in. Wilson that's all he knows <laughs> that's what he knows he knows smuggling weed in wilson was being held on a hundred and ten thousand dollar bail and due in court on june 18th Man, what if he's got a hot, rich girlfriend that gets him out? She comes in there, big bank Hank, and fucking lays down a briefcase. He probably is he's always dating some rich dude's daughter that has daddy <laughs> issues that wants to embarrass her father. Oh, fuck. That shit is wild. Let's cap it off with some power groove, daddy. I, uh, in honor of you being here, you know, you know I'm a huge Texas hip-hop fan. Yeah. Um, my something that I've been listening to a lot lately. I, I'm a huge Ghetto Boys fan, huge fan of uh, of uh, the whole empire of rap lot records. But uh, what I've been kicking off in the gym, well, I've been getting diesel rich, is a G to the E to the T O G E T O by the Ghetto Boys off of 1993's We Can't Be Stopped. Uh, what happens is Willie D. He steps away from the group for a little bit, then Big Mike steps in and just fucking kills it. And as much as I love Willie, like Big Mike. Just one of my all-time favorites. I bought his first cassette, Rich, yep. which yep. He, there was a group, uh, early early uh, Rap-A-Lot. Um, it's uh, Big Mike and 3-2, Lord 3-2. Yep. And I bought it from the Saginaw Swap Meet from the bootleg guy. Respect. And if, like, if you're not familiar or old enough or from an urban neighborhood, every swap meet had at least one bootleg guy. Oh, for sure. It was the first Napster. And you yeah. go, and the tape was it was printed. It's like this: the the print on the cassette was all a little bit smudged, and it was an obvious uh, laser printed photocopy yeah. for the for the sleeve out out of out of like focus. And they were five bucks. Yeah, and sometimes they were like almost spot on. I did that with Easy E. NWA was my first bootleg. We always did it for tapes that we we weren't familiar with the artist quite quite. And we we or we just were casual fans. Yeah, like I, I liked X Clan a lot, but I wasn't really ready to shell out like twelve, thirteen bucks at at Camelot Music for it. Isn't that crazy that prices were that high? Sorry for interrupting, but no, no, no. The music industry has gotten such terrible that people are paying thirteen dollars for a record. Oh yeah, yeah. And now, like, like I buy tons of uh, vintage hip hop. 
Um, I collect that primarily from the nineties and, uh, you know, I've got, I've, I've gone through several, several incarnations of a, a vinyl collection, which I sometimes uh, get, get rid of because collecting is half the battle, but like this Ozzy Osbourne diary of madman you see sitting here, like that probably, I paid more for that than you would have paid for new. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> because it's a, it's a finite commodity. It switches around. I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's it, man. What's, what are you been listening uh, to? Bushwick Bill is not doing so hot. No, Bushwick Bill is, uh, is actually, you know, not doing so good. No, thoughts uh, and prayers out to Bushwick I learned, Bill, man. I, I learned to, I learned to, Little my big sister, man. My, my sister Megan, uh, had ghetto boys as the album where Bushwick, uh, his girlfriend shot him in the eye. Yeah, little little big man. Yeah, and uh, so I remember I had that's that the, CD that's the record, and then she would drive me around. We'd go to Wendy's and we'd listen. That was the first time I ever heard like the F word, like over a radio <laughs> system. <laughs> that song is called uh, "Ever So Clear" Ever so because clear, yeah. uh, Bushwick Bill was drunk on Everclear when he lost his mind, and he 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 beat her with a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, and this guy's <laughs> four and four then, seven. Th- yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, then, and then she gave him, he gave her the pistol and said, shoot me in the face. They tussled and he got his eye busted out. But it made for the most phenomenal album cover on We Can't Be Stopped. It, that was like, that was in Texas, that was our NWA, to be honest with you. Oh, that for was, sure, man. Like That I, was the thing. We all like, and I was nine when that came out, eight or nine. So that was heavy for me at nine years old to hear the Ghetto Boys at nine years old. Oh, yeah. You're, you're I was a like, bit fuck, younger than I've me. I've never even never even heard of oh it's it's ultra violent but like i subscribe to the whole idea that like you know they always talk about being street reporters and and you know i still subscribe to that those guys grew up in that type of violent scenario like they have every fucking right to uh use the verbiage and uh, to talk about like the kind of shit that they saw whatever they want that's what made it too we have a mutual friend both of us know bun b yeah bun pretty well yeah you know he just had an intruder in his house and i'm not friends with bun well, yeah, I'm, I mean, by proxy. Unbeknownst to you, Bun uh, starts off the show. I'm using the track off of American Kid. Are you? Okay, good. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, yeah. going to see what's weird is that'll be done in post. And yeah. We're talking about it now, but that's, that's how, amazing. The, sh- that's okay, how cool. the show started. Well, like three weeks ago. His, this show uh, started a way that you don't know yet. I don't know yet. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> no, and it's creative. Um, yeah, Bun had an intruder in his house and Bun shot the guy. I saw that. In his shoulder, pulled his mouth off to identify him, let him go, and the guy went to the hospital. I text Bun. We talked about it, and I was like, "Man, that's crazy." Um, Bun is such a smart fucking guy. God, you know he is. He's such a good business guy. I mean, him started that uh, last year. We did an app together called Trillmoji, where it's like all emoticons for his deal. Yeah, it was cool. It was with his album release. It's not like we're getting rich off it or anything. My dad took away my uh, UG. One of my first CDs was uh, UGK's "Too Hard to Swallow." And, yeah. Uh, my dad was out for a jog, and I cruised by because I had the. I had the vintage cabinet speakers hooked up to my six by nines in the trunk, and then I put a bungee cord so it'd be cracked so you could oh, hear it a little louder. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I drove by him uh, in the '82 Celebrity. Was and it I was, pocket full of stones was, was coming playing, out? It was either pocket full of stones or also I was a big fan of a short Texas. It was one of those. And uh, boy, my dad fucking I did, I couldn't even say anything about it. I couldn't even pull the like it. I paid for it. It was like you drove through a neighborhood. Where we have friends, and I hear MF this and MF that, and I just gave it over. It wasn't even worth the fight. I do actually have, I have the UGK band Blue and Black uh, early, very first cassette, which oh, wow. is one of my treasured items. I found this year, uh, I, have a, I bought a chocolate jacket, a Pimp C chocolate jacket, and I found they only, they only made like 30 of them. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, it was in a I've thrift never store. Seen one. So in a thrift store here in uh, LA, a half price for like 50 bucks. Maybe I like, text Bun and he's like, dude, 
Oh yeah, it's only like twenty five. Yes, buy that. Like this. Yeah, Absolutely buy that. Um, I maybe three episodes ago, my uh, my song of the week was uh, "I'm Free" by uh, Pimp C. Pimp C. With, yeah, with the with the Tom Petty sample. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like I talked about, how uh, sometimes you hear like a, a, a such a iconic sample like that, and it can be ruined or it can be made great again in a different way, and it's made great in a different way. It's great, man. You know, my that the version of your dad telling that story. Obviously, I didn't know UGK. At that point, I wasn't introducing them until late high school, but was Kid Rock. Sure. Uh, yeah. In the middle of the, the CD with the middle finger in the middle of it. Well, your beer is on a Kid Rock coaster right there. Okay, the yeah, there it is. <laughs> so remember the, remember the middle the middle finger? Yes. CD? Yeah. Mom, my mom threw it away three times. I kept buying it. Right. Yeah. Now, she, now I get texts from her. Do you know Kid Rock? I would love to see a Kid Rock show. <laughs> I love her and Cheryl Crow's like duet. Da-na. My mom loves that Uncle Cracker song. Yeah, I'm, I'm like all what? the shit on you contemporary away every radio. Kid Rock CD I ever had. <laughs> Taken away. I could so, go on and on about all the my grabbing all those CDs. I want to know what you've been listening to, Rich. What what's what's a fucking song that's uh, oh. that's got you by the ear lately? You don't I've been going with old Americana. It. I mean, like Sturgill, like in the country genre, I've been going like Jason Isbell, Sturgill Simpson, guys that are against the grain. I did it. I've had some douchebag moments in my career. I'll be totally honest with you. When I was young enough where I wanted to make some money, I wrote some stupid stuff. And now I'm just getting into making my seventh album's coming out in October. It's a great record. I mean, this is like the most best writing I've done so far. But it takes you a while. At 35, it took me a while to get good. Even in my 20s, I sucked at writing. Even when I thought I was a shit and I had fans and I was putting it out there, it wasn't. So the guys I learned from like Sturgill Simpson, diving back into like the band, listening to a lot of early Bob Dylan, yeah. listening to the Seeger, Springsteen, and not even like brand names, like going back and listening to like the Burrito Brothers out of California, listening to Graham Parsons, listening to, you know, Jim Croce, like listening to good songwriting will bring you back into what was right with music. Because right now, shit's kind of fucked up on the fact that they're just printing commercials. What I'm, what I'm getting through the pipeline is companies will call me and go, you know, major companies will say, Rich, write for us, turn some stuff and I'll turn it in. Three and a half minute song, yeah, it's a great song. Oh no, we need this to be two minutes and twelve seconds because that's what radio is playing. So it's like you're basically radio is playing jingles at this point. Yeah, that's not a song. A, a, a jingle is is what a cars people selling cars do, but a song is what you know Leonard Skinner did, where it's seven and a half minutes, like right. told a story. So music's getting away from us. You there's know? a big big difference between art. And not art. It is a big art difference. Is, As you get older, you, you start to, to give. A, you start giving a less fuck. And I've seen so much about you and people that I know in LA that I look up to. Like you know, I like you and Gene Johnson and all all friends that I'm friends with that I know out here. They're in the comic world or writers or musicians like Shooter Jennings. Y'all, y'all are y'all. We all became friends. I think to a point where y'all gave more fuck about the art than you did about the business because. At some point, you had to live with what you're putting out. For sure. But also to make a living. So you're sitting there going, okay, what is going to clarify this? What am I going to do? And it's a hard line to walk, man. And that's what music is right now. It's like, what? where do I want to walk? Do I step off the edge and be totally broke? Or do I hold the line and just try to balance it out? It's a balance. And you, and you just got you, you to stay in your lane, but do whatever you want in that lane. Right. It's you your do, lane, and man. I do, and I, it's you know, your lane. You can do whatever you want in that lane. 
And that's what I like so much about this show. It is so good. I love this podcast. And honestly, I'm a fan. Thank you for coming, having me on here. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, I'm a, a, I'm a fan coming. first, and I will always be a fan first of, of Mike and and everything about this podcast. Yeah, I appreciate that. Absolutely love it. I'm I don't see. Not, I don't even like this. I, I don't you take can edit that out. I don't you take, can edit that out. I don't, <laughs> I don't take compliments well. I don't take them well. You can edit that out. Uh, do you want to plug anything? Nah. Just, just, Are you going just, on the road? Are you doing any live yeah, shows? Yeah, our, our new album comes out in October. Um, we won't do a tour until October, November. So just, just richotool.com. If you're interested, get on Spotify, Apple Music, and just play some music at a party. That's what it is. You know, people, it's so, people are always like, you know, plug something. It's like, look, just play my music at a party. Because it, it, it's almost like people, someone there is going to like it. Right. And they're going to get into it. That's you, it. You make a lot of like, a, a lot of your jams are. And I and I've told this to the listeners, like, you know, you're a cat they might not have stumbled upon. Right. You're not you're not you're 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 strong I'm on in the con- back of the Tex- bookstore. You're, you're strong on Texas country radio. Oh, yeah, very, and that, yeah, and that is much. that is a big feather in your cap. But it's fun to find someone who's just a cool dude. And I think that um you also want a connection with people and, and you were fucking great today. And it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking your time out. Um but yeah, go go check out a Rich O'Toole song. Uh, go check out a show. Check out check out a couple of the tracks. And we played Peter and Paul, which is arguably one of my favorites uh, from yourself. It's fun. I, I talk about Trump in that in that in that song. It's not, wild. Not, not in a, it's not not in a positive di- way. It's not, but it's not direct. But it's just like no. But it is. It's your lane, and you can do whatever yeah, the fuck you lane. want. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not for or against it. You know, I'm not, you know what's going on in our country. I think is, is healthy. What's going on in our country is really healthy. It's 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 a it's a teenage fight in the front yard. Right. And let that shit happen. I I'm not for or against it. Honestly, I, don't, I really don't care about politics. I, I'm here to make music. I don't, my my stage and lights and cold beer is not going to change no matter who does what. I keep a lot of my politics in the house. So I, do I, I, I talk I don't trash care. on Trump just because he's an idiot. I don't know. But that's, again, again, yeah, personally, that's why we don't yeah, do personally, that's why we, idiot, but This is why we don't do politics on the show because you just start digging holes. <laughs> don't care. Don't care at all. Where can everyone follow you on social media? Just at Rich O'Toole. It's such a unique name that I didn't have to like create a weird handle. It's just at Rich O'Toole. It's R-I-C-H-O-T-O-O-L-E. It's fucking dynamite. That's it. You guys can join us on the Patreon in the K-Money Club for the After Dark program. Rich and I will be hanging out there for a bit after we hit, uh, before we hit happy hour. We're going to go over to the roost. I'm going to show Rich the roost in a couple of the neighborhood uh, places. It's a beautiful day out there. Going to have some cold ones at value prices. Uh, not only does joining the K-Money Club get you all the extras, but it also helps support the two weekly free programs and that includes the new tuesday show uh the p-mail bag uh you can also still check out that dad's day merch at powermoveswithmikeburns.com you can follow the show on instagram at power moves podcast and again we'll see you tuesday for the p-mail program so send in all of your stories comments questions and anything else to power moves with mike burns at gmail.com Rich, I want to play a song of yours to take us out. It's Dealer's Choice. Anything you want of your catalog? Uh, play uh, Mississippi Baby. It's a cool tune. We're looking forward to the weekend, you guys. I need to hit the highway. Forget my troubles 
Lots of people blowing up my phone these days I got a little liquor Couldn't be sicker From all this BS I see on TV every day And I'll be rolling through Texas Kiss my ass good 